0: Honesty, passion, experience—it's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the com and now your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans! Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist, and of course other outlets. I'm sure they can buy into the RSS feed and all that. Thank you once again for joining me today. The Minnesota Timberwolves had three games this past week and unfortunately come back one and two. And it just kind of is what it is, I suppose. A very disappointing finish against the Dallas Mavericks. Extremely frustrating. An absolute troll job versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Was that a complete... Man, I mean, that was an absolute disaster right there. And a nice little win over the New Orleans Pelicans, a back-to-back game right after the uh, Dallas Mavericks. The Timberwolves didn't have their legs as much in that game, I'm sure, as the New Orleans Pelicans, but luckily come out with the victory. That was a pretty inspiring win. Some people may have taken it a little bit too seriously. Uh, Is the honeymoon over after that Philadelphia game? No, but uh, troll job, definitely is the word. Coming into that one, four games to preview, also coming up at segment number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves host the San Antonio Spurs tonight, on Friday the 18th, host the Phoenix Suns on Sunday, which is always nice, Sunday evening game on the 20th of January, we'll pretty much find out who's going to be in the Super Bowl, or at least we'll be getting closer to finding out at that point, Tim Minnesota, home and home with Phoenix, they head to the Phoenix Suns, the Valley of the Sun, on Tuesday the 22nd, and then host or at least head to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's the Staples Center to be on TNT, the Western Conference game. The later game, of course, 9.30. That's going to be fun. Oh, yes. You know about those LA Lakers? Let us Let us hear about it, chick. The world champion Los Angeles Lakers are on the air. And I figure a lot of you Laker fans in the audience, at least, well, there's there's some of you. Anyway, Yep, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, and others would appreciate that a little bit. Yep, yep, we're heading to Los Angeles. That'll be cool. Gonna be enjoyable. Unfortunately, no Chick Hearn at this point. Obviously, long gone. Gone, but not forgotten, of course. Well, let's get into the three games if we can. Oh, I don't know. Frustrating. Frustrating week, extremely. So let's start off with that frustrating Dallas game. There's no doubt about that. 119-115, the Mavericks beat the Timberwolves. Minnesota should have won this game. We're the better team. We're at home. We're on the sugar high, and it lasted all of one game pretty much. Yay. 119-115 uh, Dallas. It was a close game the entire way. The second quarter pretty much started moving things the Dallas direction, unfortunately, 33-24 second quarter. Don Sitch has definitely got a wonderful future in this league. He, uh, well, he's one of those big guards, I guess you could say. He had 12 assists in the game. Yeah, the guy, guy could pretty much do everything out there. Definitely has a uh, very exciting future. Uh, he didn't shoot well in the game, but of course, down the stretch, things went completely his direction, which was, yeah, you know, it just drove everybody crazy. Uh, Harrison Barnes, obviously a very solid game, 23 points. He made more than half of its threes. Dwight Powell, gosh, I mean, he he, he couldn't miss in the game. J.J. Barea went down in a spill, ends up tearing his uh, Achilles tendon, it, 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 it turns out, and That's unfortunate. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I didn't like him when he was here, except like maybe the first game, but I certainly didn't want this to happen to him. So definitely hoping a speedy recovery. Uh, That's scary, though, at his age. He's in his mid-30s already, if you can believe that. An Achilles tendon and uh, a guy who kind of relies on some quickness and all that. It's going to be hard for him to come back, and I don't know. uh, He seems like the kind of guy that would be able to come back from that, though, hopefully. Did I emphasize winnable game? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns continued his tear, like near-league MVP-type numbers once again, 30 points. He had four blocks in the game, including a couple of crucial ones down the stretch. He was awesome. Uh, Jeff Teague did not shoot well in the game. Andrew Wiggins was okay, just average, certainly not in that 40-point range. He had 17 points and missed 10 shots out of 17. That's not that good. Uh, Starich no confidence throughout the entire night. Didn't make a single shot. Uh, he had a wide-open three that maybe could have helped the Wolves win the game down the stretch. In fact, it would have. And he didn't take the shot. He passed it up. He wound up in Derrick Rose's hands, which was blocked. Uh, floater attempt to uh, <laughs> keep the Wolves in the game. He ends up missing, and that you knew that was the end of that. An extremely frustrating overall game. Tyus Jones was just okay. At the end of the day uh I don't know he wasn't so hot though. So he had, uh, he was a good floor general though in the game but he didn't score well we'll say Derek Rose, you know I love his offense and all that but his his attempts are not the best and it's just I don't know I don't like that the ball wound up in his hands in at the end of the game there when the wolves needed the needed the needed the basket to tie the game up maybe force overtime hopefully survive I mean going into overtime at home would be nice it's better than well you know. Out, getting blocked on attempting a floater. That was extremely frustrating. He did have good numbers. I mean, you look at his numbers, and you're like, great game. But I don't know. Some of that shot selection drives me up the wall with Derrick Rose. Uh, 16 attempts. That could be a lot worse. Uh, Towns, 21. He's the right guy shooting the most attempts in a game, and that's good. But at the end of the day, the Timberwolves had this game. They should have won this game. They were playing fantastic in that fourth quarter, pulling away. A, a decent third quarter, but the fourth, the Wolves were excellent. But down the stretch, they just they they were tight around the collar, so to speak, in this game, and it was really disappointing. Uh, a couple of misses, and then next thing you know, Doncic is going down the court and chucking up a three to put the, put the Mavs ahead. Which I was just livid when I saw that. This was after Josh Okogie had uh, well <laughs> had helped force a turnover, which was great. He forced a turnover. And then he just tries to look like Magic Johnson hurling the ball. I don't know what he's thinking. Obviously, he's losing his balance, and he just kind of flings it behind him. And the next thing you know, Doncic has the ball going up the court and hurling the three to put the Mavs ahead. And that just drove me up the wall. I mean, I I thought the Wolves had this game. And then you see a play like that. It just drove me absolutely nuts. sickening Uh, nice to see though that the fan turnout was pretty good on a Friday night and of course you'd expect it on a Friday night but almost 19,000 people so that's extremely promising that the Wolves ticket sales are going up a bit a fun game a fun game a good game but a very disappointing finish I mean you had this game you should have won this game and you didn't win so that basically is uh, set me off a bit Uh, DeAndre Jordan didn't get a single block in the game I mean that's extremely rare Wesley Matthews didn't make a single three-pointer. Not one. And yet, you just, you you wind up losing the game. And I know Doncic is a great player, and he's got a great future, but he did not shoot well in the game. And to just kind of give it away the way this team did down the stretch was, I don't know, extremely disappointing. Ah, It's like, of of course, the honeymoon isn't over. I I know that, and I I love what Ryan Saunders brings, but I don't know. It It just wasn't a good finish. And of course, it's definitely not Ryan Saunders' fault. It's the players in this one, and it's absolutely the players in the freaking Philadelphia game, which we'll get to that in a minute. I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm gonna to have to at some point. You gotta <laughs> get to it. The Pelicans game, though, back-to-back, you go from Jan 11, Friday Jan 11 to Friday, uh, Saturday Jan 12. Another, uh, well, Another higher, semi-higher scoring home game. Lots of energy in this game from Carl Anthony Towns, which is extremely important coming in. Julius Randle's actually playing the the five in the game. Anthony Davis playing the four. But it's kind of back and forth. They kind of go back and forth. Obviously, one goes out. The other one's the, the center, this and that. A great game for both of them. I mean Julius Randle last time around he couldn't miss down the stretch and really throughout the entire game. Nice smooth post moves, a little baby hook, whatever it was, everything was going in for Julius Randle. He still wound up with a double double. I know the Lakers and Vinrock would love to have uh, Julius Randle back, and I don't blame him there. That would have been that would be nice. Seven to thirteen, he had twenty two and eleven in the game. Anthony Davis had thirty and fourteen. He also had a pretty nice little uh welt on his face after Josh Kogi inadvertently elbowed him while going up for well, driving to the basket basically, going up for a layup or dunk, and at the end of the day it was a foul called on Davis, which I'm sure he didn't appreciate too much, as of course he did make contact with Akogi, but Kogi made a little bit of contact with Anthony Davis in the game, but uh, luckily the Timberwolves ended up surviving this one Jalil Okafor, all he gets is 3 minutes and 55 seconds in the game and didn't even attempt a shot. And uh, That's weird. So that's really weird considering what type of a prospect Jalil Okafor is uh, meant to be not even that long ago. Just a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's odd. It's really odd. Um, Andrew Wiggins, not good. 7-21, 33%, obviously. He did get 7 rebounds. So he wasn't sharp with the ball either. He turned the ball over 5 times. It was a messy game for him. Carl Anthony Towns will continue that historic tear. And it's like, you know, as awful as he was in the Philadelphia game, I guess, like it's, it's, that game was enough to make me want to say Johnny Flynn Memorial. But then you look at numbers like this. I mean, 27 at 27, he was just everywhere up and down the court. His field goal percentage wasn't that great. But really, on the Timberwolves, whose was? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, though, very clutch down the stretch. And, of course, the big block on Anthony Davis on a three-point attempt. Four blocks for Carl Anthony Towns. Again, 27 and 27. That's a career high in rebounds. I thought he had 30 once, and I'm getting him mixed up with Kevin Love for some reason. Uh, Joshua Kogi, well, he won up with 17 points. Kind of almost Andrew Wiggins-like numbers with the 6 and 14. Five rebounds, which is nice, but, uh, well, I mean, he brings the energy. His defense is a lot better than Wiggins's, even though Andrew's defense has been significantly better the past, you know, few months or so, a few, uh, few months since uh, the Kimmy Butler trade. You've seen improvements from him. Tyus Jones, great game off the bench. Along with uh, Sarac, who shot the ball much better. Again, Sarich passed up a wide-open three. His confidence was like zilch in that Dallas game, and I don't know what happened to him in that game. Didn't make a single shot the whole game. Zero points. It was devastating, and I I didn't understand it. Uh, He had a wide-open three. That might have won the game for the Timberwolves. I mean, why not give it a shot? He's wide open. There's nobody there to block it. Nobody there to alter his shot. Nothing. Uh, Lewald Deng got a few minutes in there, and that was cool. He got five points in a short span there in that second quarter. That was nice to see. It was cool to see Lewald Deng get some time in there. Jeff Teague definitely uh, feeling sore once again, and Tyus Jones definitely outplayed him by a wide margin in this game. Jeff Teague was one of the few Timberwolves that was a minus in the game, if that matters, I suppose. Two points for Jeff Teague. Not a good game. Only one basket, and that's it. Didn't even get to the free-throw line. Missed a few threes. Uh, definitely feeling some soreness again, but he wound up with 10 assists, believe it or not, in just 21 and a half minutes. That's good. So Jeff Teague, at least setting other players up, mainly Carl Anthony Towns, time and time again, getting to the basket. So that's good. Uh, Tyus Jones did get six assists to go along with his 14 points and a couple threes. Sarich, again, same numbers, basically exactly down the line, except for the assists. Pretty much flipped the assists and rebounds for those two guys. Fun, solid game for the Timberwolves. I think some Timberwolves fans out there took it a little bit too seriously in terms of like, wow, what a great win, and I'm going to party it up. Like, why? It's a regular season win. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody wants to party for some reason, I guess, except me. But uh, that's all there is to it there. Definitely a significant drop in attendance for this game, but I guess a lot of people wanted to see Doncic. It's all about the opponent still, isn't it? You got Towns and Wiggins on this team. So, I don't know. And you got a Kogi, and you have uh, Ryan Saunders. Of course, a lot of people out there still are calling him Sanders. Not Timberwolves fans, but like national media are calling him Sanders. Sanders, really? Sanders? Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. You don't know who Flip Saunders? Saunders is. So I'm a little surprised by that one. I know Flip Saunders isn't Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich, but it's still a pretty familiar name in NBA circles, so I'm little, I was a little surprised by that when I heard some of that. <laughs> some of the national slash NBA media, I, I don't know, man. But uh, what a fun game. Carl Anthony Towns was awesome. This wasn't the best game of all time or anything, but again, another solid fourth quarter. The third quarter, not the best, but the Wolves had a good, strong fourth quarter, and they really put the clamps on on the New Orleans team. that look like they're going to score 130 points in the game. <sighs> With that said... With that said, you know what I'm leading towards. <sighs> you know you know what I'm leading towards. And Minnesota has had pretty, pretty rough times against uh, the uh, Brown, you know, Coach Brown led uh, Philadelphia 76ers, even when they stunk. That's why his win-loss record in Philly is terrible, because they had like 15 win-type seasons there for a while. But... Uh, Or was there even a year with only 12 wins? I mean, we're talking historically bad records, but they trusted the process, and the process is doing nice. And, yeah, I don't know. Do I have to say it? The 15th of... (laughs) The 15th of January. You know, some media types, they enjoy this kind of thing, because, well, yeah, it's something to talk about. Yes, it's material. It's something to talk about, but Uh, how can anybody take joy in this? 149 to 107. yeah. Yeah, 149 to 107. Oh my God! This is beyond belief! How quaint. I mean, really? Did they show up? Of course not. At my job, I would give the Timberwolves, every player on the team, two occurrences. No call, no show. No call, no show. I mean, 149, 107. I don't understand. I don't think anybody does. Every time the Timberwolves give up 40 points in the first quarter and you're down by double digits, it's like, watch out. It's going to be one of those. You just you just knew it. You know, 40 points in the first quarter. I mean, the one case when it's like, okay, was the freaking Magic, because the Magic stink, and it was in the Target Center, one of uh, Thibodeau's last games. The Magic suck, and, of course, the Timberwolves took advantage. But this, this is a different story. This, uh, there's, you know, this, you know, This is what I don't like about the NBA. One of many things, by the way, because there's a lot of things about the NBA that I don't like anymore, you know? And it's not the fact there's a lot of three-point shot. That's okay. I mean, it's okay. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. What I don't like is the lovey-dovey, kissy-kissy, lovey-dovey, we're a a brotherhood type nonsense. What is that? You know, stop kissing up to people. You know, stop with a lovey-dovey and play. That's all I got to say. I mean, I like the NBA when guys hated each other, And I don't mean hate like hatred. They hated each other on the court. They could be friends. They could be respectful of each other when they're shooting a commercial together off the court. But on the court, they want to kick each other's butts rather than lovey-dovey, pat on the back, pat on the butt, kissy-kissy. I'm sick of it. And this is an example of what lovey-dovey, kissy-kissy gets you. It gets these guys trolling you, mocking you, laughing at you, going on freaking Instagram and making your stupid-ass statements, which I proudly have no Instagram account. I signed up for a second and just like, ah, you know, I, I don't care. Uh, the only reason I have a Facebook or a Twitter is because Timberwolves Explosion. Purple Mafia on Brave the Wild. That's the only reason I have it. Because, I, I you know, it's a bunch of nonsense. And watching these guys troll our team after the game, it's like, that's, that's great. And, you know, I don't like the social media nonsense. I don't like the trolling. I don't like the showboarding. I don't like the shimmying. And I sure as hell, as Flying Bleep, do not like the lovey-dovey. Why are we lovey-dovey? And why are we intimidated by this a-hole? Why are we intimidated by this a-hole? I, the Philadelphia is a good team and all that, but I don't, I don't particularly like their attitude, and it seems like that's becoming a trend also. Every time a team has a little bit of success, they act like they're going to dance on your grave every time they make a shot. It's irritating. It, it really is. And I... I phew, that's kind of what, today, I guess, Philly's turning into another one. And we're happy for him. Carl Anthony Towns, grow some balls and take it to this guy. I mean, stop letting Joel Embiid intimidate you. Stop letting Joel Embiid laugh at you. It's I already don't like Joel Embiid now. and It's been going on for about a year for me. I love him as a player, but I don't like his attitude. And go ahead and say, oh, you're, you're missing out. I'm not missing out on anything. They won the game. I respect that they play well. I'm not missing out on anything at all, actually. I would rather... I would rather miss out on the showboating and the trolling. I, I'll, I'll pass on that. The problem is I can't. I, I can't miss. I can't miss it because it's getting shoved down my throat every time I turn on the TV, so or every time I watch the game. So whatever, I'm not missing anything. <laughs> uh, Josh Okogie was barely, you know, he barely showed up. Derrick Rose was okay, but it kind of didn't matter. I mean, the Wolves were down by a lot, and. That was it. The Wolves were down by a lot and it just kept building. It was a flood. It was like a, it was like Noah, I mean where was Noah's Ark in this game? The Timberwolves needed Noah's Ark to survive this one and unfortunately, I don't think uh, I don't think the the Ark was built on time. I mean, that's about all I have to say about this one. I mean, what do you want to talk about? The threes, you know, the wide open threes that we gave Joel Embiid. Jimmy Butler shooting 8 of 10 from the floor, getting everything he wanted, when he wanted it. Anywhere you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That was Jimmy Butler the entire game. I mean, Wilson Chandler, who hadn't played half the freaking season or was relegated to a pretty minor bench role, uh, he looked pretty good. And I like Wilson Chandler. I just, it's a, you know, I wish he was on the Timberwolves, that's all. Uh, I like him, but uh, I didn't like him uh, in this game for a couple of minutes. 5-7, he was extremely efficient. Joel Embiid, 31 13 and troll job number 900, Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons is a really nice player. I'm surprised he actually made free throws in this game because that's the one thing he really sucks at, to be quite honest. He needs to get better at that. He he did in this game. Of course he did because you could be the worst shooter in the league and shoot 8 of 10 against the Timberwolves magically on this night because it just, it just was that way. Not trying to bash the Wolves. It just was that way. It was that kind of game. Ben Simmons, I, I I don't know. There's something about him I don't like him that much either. Uh, as a player, sure, he has the this look in the look in his eye though. Kind of bothers me a little bit. Like he's thinks he's God Almighty. I I don't know. I get a little tired of that too. But I don't know. I guess welcome to society. That's how everybody is nowadays. Somebody that just shows up at work looks like that nowadays. For the the first day at work, they think they're the king. You know? Yeah sure <laughs> that's pretty much where things are heading these days but i don't know the sixers have a really nice positive future we'll see if things implode because jimmy butler uh you know ends up being what we thought he was copyright dennis green i'm sure he will it's just he had a one you know they had their little day in the sun with jimmy butler and this one everything's all good and dandy for a couple of days and we'll see how things continue but uh I don't know, I don't really want to say a whole lot else other than the Wolves just did not show up, and the Sixers did, and they had a lot of fun. 76 Sixers are a, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's good to see them do well. One of those classic East Coast teams, it's good to see them do well. Joel Embiid as a player, I love him. I don't like the trolling, and I hate the fact that he just is owning, and I mean owning Carl Anthony Towns. I hate the fact that Carl Anthony Towns doesn't respond to it after having a hell of a game against Anthony Bleepin' Davis. I mean, he had an awesome game against Anthony Bleepin' Davis. Yet Joel Embiid, who's younger, yeah, well, uh, whatever. About the same age group, anyway. Uh, just, you know, takes it to Carl over and over and over. And it gets it gets under his skin, and it's... I don't know. It's, it's a shame. It's a huge shame. Carl needs to wake up a little bit when he plays this guy, and it hasn't happened yet. Point made. Timberwolves lose. That's about all there is to say. The... Alpha Wolf I've been calling a Lone Wolf again. It's Alpha Wolf Award for this week. It's gonna to go to Colonel Anthony Towns because of the first two games because of the first two games. We're gonna pretend this game didn't exist just for that purpose because everybody gets the Johnny Flynn Memorial for the Philadelphia game. everybody I mean really four of fourteen from Wiggins. Well Gibson showed up and played a little bit in the minor minutes he played, but so okay, we will uh put a pass for Todd Gibson. He actually played pretty well in the 18 minutes he got to play. Poor guy. Saric was okay against his former team, but nothing special. He wasn't aggressive enough, I thought. I thought he really wasn't. Luol Deng actually was really good, actually. (laughs) But Luol Deng can still play. It's just, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy, he's not going to last forever if you give him any, any type of a minutes. Poor son of a gun. Uh, Jared Bayless got to play against his former team for a few minutes as well, but Kaden bates Jop got to play in this game. Kaden bates Jop gets the... Uh, no, I was going to say Kaden bates Jop gets the Alpha Wolf for just being able to play, but he didn't even make a shot, man. And that's too bad. During that garbage fourth quarter where the Wolves scored 17 points and the Sixers continued to run up the score. Uh, uh they just ran that score up. Well, with a few people that get a pass, Todd Gibson gets a pass Rose, I, yeah, I don't know I guess gets a pass <laughs> and Luol Deng absolutely gets a pass, because he played awesome in the game, but again, garbage time in the second half there, 15 minutes for Luol Deng, made 3 of 6, 11 points and got to the line and all that, good game for Luol Deng, <laughs> he's back to the, the Bulls days there, kind of kind of um, yeah whatever, right 149, 107, that's all there is to say. They lost and it was just depressing and it sucked. And how do you respond to that? Well, let's find out. You've got to play the Spurs next. So we'll talk about that in segment number two. How did the Timberwolves respond from that Philadelphia loss? Just show up for crying out loud. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Four games to preview, but I get to kind of cheat a little bit because, well, two of them are, well, back-to-back, uh, same team and all that, home-and-home type of thing. Not quite back-to-back, but it's the same team, two games in a row type of thing, so I get to cheat. It's like a two-for-one sale. Isn't that cool? So, yeah, Minnesota will host the San Antonio Spurs tonight, which is one of the happiest moments in my life, I suppose. Okay, not really at the end of the day. This will be one of those Friday night ESPN tilts, so cool. Get your ESPN ready. Oh, the Spurs are number one in the NBA in three-point percentage. That's great. Fifth in field goal percentage, and they're only six games above five hundred. but they're tied with the Houston Rockets for first place in the Southwest Division. So the Spurs still a respectable team, looking to knock, knock, knock it on those playoff doors once again. We'll see what happens. I won't be too surprised if they make it. DeMar DeRozan leads the club in scoring and other statistics and all that. He leads uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I mean that's how you can say this forever. The guy's not a spectacular rebounder, only eight point five a game. But I suppose, I mean, he's had some pretty tough games against the Carl Anthony towns in the past. Spurs are playing okay basketball. They've, they're two and three in their last five, so not too good. Losing to Memphis by ten in Memphis, and I'm sure uh, hang, uh, Wayne Hunt loved that one. Uh, back to our home and home with Oklahoma City, one fifty four to one forty seven, epic battle there. In San Antonio, wow, and that's regulation too. That's about 300 points right there, 301 to be exact in regulation. Wow, 301 points in one game. Wow, regulation, folks. That's that's your new NBA. At least in that game, it was 122 to 112 loss in Oklahoma City, and then the Charlotte Hornets come to San Antonio and crush them 108 to 93. That's impressive, and then a 105-101 victory in Dallas, Texas, for the San Antonio Spurs. Then they head to Minnesota, Minnesota, which you don't have any right now. Uh, Rudy Gay still hanging around, Wiley Veteran, he hits the shots he makes for the most part from downtown. Uh, Brian Forbes, I still barely know who that is, but he's one of the top three-point shooters on this club. Uh, Davis Bardens, I mean, where do these guys come from? They just dig these guys up, and they end up being solid role players in the league. Uh, Paul Gasol has got to be near the end there. Uh, he's way limited now. He's only played in a few games this year. Missed 30 so far during the course of the season. Down there with Dante Cunningham in minutes. In fact, Cunningham gets more minutes than Paul Gasol this year. So, very sad ending to a great career, along with uh, Dirk Nowitzki, who's been like relegated to like single-digit minutes in most games. He's a borderline mascot for the Mavericks now, which is really sad, actually. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, <clears throat> excuse me, San Antonio Spurs. Is there any reason why I don't know, I don't know. It's like you want to say, is there any reason why the Wolves should beat them? Yes, the Wolves should beat the, the San Antonio Spurs. They should have a chance to, at least. I mean, you want to respond with a nice, strong game, some better defense, something like that. I don't like the Wolves play this team. The Wolves always struggle against the Spurs, though we've had some success at home. Basically never in San Antonio, basically never in San Antonio in the Alamo there. Ah, uh, on ESPN. I mean, this team needs to respond after such an awful game against the Sixers. And put it this way, if they don't, I think we're in kind of, I think we're in trouble. I think we're on on the verge of uh, some pretty awful basketball for another another few games coming up. Unfortunately, just because. Um, but to, to me, it's obviously there is no such thing as a must win right now. But it's kind of like a well, you, you need it to like strengthen the team and have more peace of mind, so to speak. I don't like it. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this team right now. I want to step out in good faith and pick a win, but I just don't like the way we play against them. <clears throat> I think the Spurs are going to win, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, if we lose to Dallas at home, I don't know. The Spurs are better. So, I don't know. And they, you know, they hit their three-point shots, and the Wolves are still struggling guarding the perimeter. I think the Spurs win 120 to one twenty to 114, something along those lines. Maybe one twenty one ten, something just frustrating until this team proves that they can guard that perimeter a little better, I mean, with more consistency, I'm going to pick teams like San Antonio over Minnesota on a regular basis. It's just, you've got to be honest. I mean, I'm here to be honest. I can't just wear green and lime. I, I, I can't wear lime green and blue shades. I just can't do it. So Spurs win 120 to 110, 120, 114, something like that. Wiggins, you like to see him show up. Carl is obviously the key in pretty much every game, but a huge key in this game. Uh, going up against uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. it's going to be a pretty good battle. Obviously, it usually is. If Carl plays anything like he did against Anthony Davis, the Timberwolves absolutely can win the game. But of course, again, you need some good, strong perimeter defense of some source. Just deny them the ball. Josh Akogi's value is huge in this game. And you need him to be more... I don't know. I mean, if he can be a little less rough around the edges, smooth, smooth some of that out a bit. Smooth some of his game out a bit one of these days. That would be great. But, of course, that's how it goes when you're just a rookie in Josh Akogi's case. But he will be a big factor in this game defensively. And, again, Andrew Wiggins will be a huge factor defensively in this game uh, if the Wolves are going to have success. Him versus DeMar DeRozan, which is going to be a pretty good matchup. Unfortunately, DeMar DeRozan so far has won basically every battle against Andrew Wiggins over the years. So that's unfortunate, to say the least. Minnesota will be hosting the Phoenix Suns Sunday evening, which is always a good thing. I'm looking forward to that in a big way. The uh, Phoenix Suns head to target center in the evening. A team that has given the Wolves trouble already and helped Tom Thibodeau get fired. I should thank the Suns for winning that game not too long ago in the Valley of the Sun. Extremely frustrating loss for the Timberwolves, but again, well, it helped lead to finally getting Tom Thibodeau out of here. I'll just say this very brief thing. I hated seeing the Warriors whoop up on the Denver Nuggets. I don't like the Denver Nuggets, but I'm tired of the Warriors. My God, I'm tired of the Warriors. It's like anybody but them, but well, whatever. Uh DeAndre Aydin is getting his uh he's averaging his double double. He's one of the best rookies out there. Obviously he was a top pick. Got a nice future in the league. I I could say that about a lot of people. Uh, Devin Booker scores a lot. His defense isn't that great. He's a little he's a touch overrated. He can't make threes. At a high clip, though, he sure as heck attempts them. He attempts more threes than anybody on the roster by far, and he's only shooting 32%, so I don't know. He's the kind of guy who'll shoot you out of a game and probably piss off his teammates on a regular basis. I'm sure he does. <laughs> another another annoying player out there. But eh, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Isaiah Cannon, who drove us crazy a year ago, leading the Phoenix Suns to victory against us. Jamal Crawford still hanging around about 17 minutes a game, 6 points. Just hanging around enjoying enjoying the nba life despite the fact it's one of the worst teams in the league in fact the worst uh they had the number one pick in the draft last year and i'd like to get it again i'm sure it's crazy to think a 50-year franchise 50-year-old franchise got their first ever number one pick so here in minnesota when we got carl anthony towns and it was like it's about bleeping time blah 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 after 25 years imagine being phoenix 50 but uh at least they went to a couple nba finals though over the years so <laughs> way back in the day and then of course in uh against the uh, Chicago Bulls in 1993, 92-93. Awesome season. Uh, Sonics and Suns in the West Con- Western Conference Finals it was one of my all-time favorite memories. Home game for the Wolves Sunday evening. Win, baby. I got two words for you, win, baby. Uh, Phoenix Suns have won two out of their last five, which is nice for them, I guess. Uh, they beat the Denver Bleeping Nuggets, so, ouch, on the 12th. They beat the Denver Nuggets on the 12th. 102-93 impressive win 115 to 111 victory over Sacramento on the 8th they lose to Dallas 104-94 in Dallas they get killed by Indiana in the Hoosier Dome no i'm just kidding <laughs> whatever it is now is it still Conseco no it's not I, I, their new place 13197 uh, in Indiana in uh, at Toronto 111-109 very good very good game for the Phoenix Suns could not finish the job against Toronto who occasionally has those kind of games where they go up against a really good team, and, or, you know, where they go up against a far inferior team, I should say, and that far inferior team plays their ass off and almost got them, but the Suns could not. Um, hopefully the Suns don't play that way against the Wolves. Once in a blue moon, the Phoenix Suns clamp down and play some really good defense, and that's where the Wolves got frustrated last time around. It's not even the Suns' offense. It was their defense that frustrated us, and then a couple of timely makes down the stretch. Ryan Anderson, huh. Dragon Bender, man, he was looked on to be one of those really nice European players, and oh boy, only 13 games, end of the bench, you never see him, you never hear from him, of course, Tyson Chandler moved on to Los Angeles, a lot more, a lot closer to his hometown there in California, Uh, Tyson Chandler, yeah, minimal minutes in Phoenix, and it was about time he moved on and had some fun in LA there. Minnesota needs to win this game. Minnesota will win this game. Andrew Wiggins, I am expecting a good game, as he's had some really nice ones against the Suns in the past. Carl, keep it up. Let's go for 25 and 20 type of game. Three blocks. Andrew Wiggins about 30, 29 to 30-ish in the game. Jeff Teague also just show up, play, hopefully he can be healthy a bit, but uh, I hope we can limit Derrick Rose's attempts if it's a close game. If Rose goes out there and has an awesome game and he has 35 points or something, that's great, but uh If it's up to me, I'd rather see a nice, solid, silent assassin performance from Andrew Wiggins than Rose attempt like 31 shots or 21 shots in the game. But uh, Wiggins needs to show up once again for the Wolves to win this one. I'm going to pick the Wolves to win this game. A final score of about 118. It's going to be closer than we'd like, like 118-110, 118-108, something like that. But the Wolves end up getting the win, and Andrew Wiggins leads the Wolves in scoring. But Carl has a 2020 game, in my humble opinion, against the Phoenix Suns. A couple of blocks. Then you had two Phoenix a couple of days later. Of course, same club, no kidding. Tuesday night, the 22nd. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like the Wolves, play, how, how the way the Wolves play down there. Uh, again, Andrew has had some huge games against this team on the road. And I expect Andrew Wiggins to be a uh, candidate for the uh, Lone Wolf Award, or should we call it Alpha Wolf Award, this week. I think he's going to have a couple of really nice games against the Suns. And if he doesn't, it's going to be a frustrating week. Very frustrating. Uh, I have the Wolves losing to the Spurs, beating the Suns at home. And then, I don't know. Uh, the Wolves need to sweep this, this home and home. They need to sweep this home and home. I think the Wolves get a road win. I think they get inspired. I think uh, they respond better to Ryan Saunders. I mean, they don't want to, you know, it's time this team <laughs> this team needs to play better. You know, obviously, no kidding. But, I mean, if they want Ryan Saunders to get to get the permanent job, you have to show up in a game like this. If you want, you, you know, you love Ryan Saunders, this is the kind of game you need to, you know, you don't let him down in this game. That's all I got to say. I'm going to predict a very close victory for the Timberwolves. Very close back and, back and forth type of game. Carl Anthony Towns, upper 20s, low 30s. Three, four blocks in the game. Andrew Wiggins, 25-30-ish. to 30-ish. It's going to be those two guys that are going to really step up in the game. Uh, and then another player, one other guy. I think maybe Saric has a hot game. I, I think he gained some confidence against the Phoenix Suns for some reason. 18 points. I have a feeling he's going to hit like three three or four threes in the game. I just have that inkling. Something like that. But Minnesota somehow escapes and wins the game, 120-118. to 118. And the Wolves, uh, a big shot down the stretch. A couple free throws that Andrew Wiggins makes, and Jeff Teague makes (laughs) down the stretch to help the Wolves win the game, and uh, it's going to feel good. Jeff Teague is going to get 11 assists, something like that, 15 points, but he'll make some clutch free throws down the stretch to lead the Wolves to victory, as long as the guy's healthy enough to play. I should also mention Tyus Jones. Yeah, that's going to be a tough loss with the ankle there. He sprained his ankle. Look, he could hardly walk after the game against the Philadelphia 76ers. I do need to mention that, as there was so much else crap to talk about, so that could be a hindrance in a big way. Uh, Jared Bayless is going to be playing. He's going to be getting minutes because I don't think Tyus Jones is coming back right away from that. And if he does, awesome. But uh, that's unfortunate. Though not too many people are talking about poor Tyus at the moment, unfortunately, of late. But Minnesota's going to actually sweep this home-and-home with the Phoenix Suns. <sighs> Los Angeles in L.A. That The one thing is, obviously... See, if LeBron was playing, I'd, I'd, I'd say loss for sure. They're playing better right now, though. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how things go. Uh, that January 17th, just last night in Oklahoma City. What a game, huh? Went to overtime. The LA Lakers outscored him by 10 points in the overtime period, of course. Still no LeBron James, if you can believe it. But Alonzo Ball has definitely been stepping up late. And uh, Kyle Kuzma had a huge game, 32 points. As did Zubak. Wow. Zubak, 26 points. He made he only missed two shots, 12 of 14. Pretty incredible. And even Josh Hart. Wow, what a nice game for him. Michael Beasley, wants well, let's leave him alone. He barely even showed up. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Uh Brandon Ingram did not have a good game, but Kyle Kuzma really picked up the slack there. Ooh. Boy, what a good win for the Lakers. It's like this this Oklahoma City he doesn't like playing Minnesota or Los Angeles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting matchup here. Um obviously still no LeBron. They're holding him out another week or so, or he's holding himself out, or whatever it is. Someone's holding somebody out. LeBron's missed twelve games so far since Christmas Day, unfortunately. It's been already been that many games. Oh boy. I mean Carl Anthony Towns has pretty nice games against this Laker team historically. It's got Carl written all over it. Remember, he started his career in Los Angeles. Against the Lakers, a team that could have drafted him. But, uh, unfortunately, the Timberwolves said, nope, right? (laughs) Unfortunately for the Lakers, anyway. (laughs) The Timberwolves said, nope. And then the Lakers took, uh, gosh, they took the other guy there. Uh, Just, what's going to happen in this game? Oh, man. Very winnable game by the Timberwolves. I expect a huge game from Carl, though. Huge. I expect 30s. I expect... 15 rebounds, 4 blocks. I mean, I I think it's going to be one of those games where you're going to be talking about Carl Anthony Towns quite a bit on the uh, national broadcast on TNT. Or so I hope. The Lakers are dangerous, and occasionally they get hot, and things go the other direction. They're ninth in the league in field goal percentage. Their 3-point percentage is not good. Uh, But sometimes they get hot, and that's what happened against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder recently. The Lakers have won 3 out of their last 5. They beat Detroit by 13 at home and lose to Utah by 12, by 20, nope, 18 points in Utah. Ouch! Home game lost to the Cleveland bleeping Cavaliers. Oh wow, 101 to 95 on the 13th. They beat the Bulls at home 107-100 and then on the road, I guess OKC. So nice response after uh, response after that Cleveland game. Wow, that's bad. I'm sure LeBron kind of gave him a hard time about that. Yeah, oh, that's that's rough. It's too bad LeBron couldn't come back to play in that game, but it, it, it wasn't in Cleveland, so kind of is what it is there. Oh, ouch! For the uh, the Lakers, have to play the Houston Rockets in Houston, and then host the Golden State Warriors on the 21st before heading to Minnesota Oh, me, before hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves on the 24th Thursday. How is this game gonna go? It could go all over the place. It's a toughie, but um, with LeBron out. The Timberwolves played so well against this team with LeBron out. They played so well against this team last time around and Carl Anthony Towns was amazing. And we got Thibodeau fired anyway. <laughs> Despite a 22-point win, which is like a 30-point game for most of the game. Um, where do you go? Uh, Carl is going to be the big star in this game. I think. Uh, I think the Wolves are going to score a ton of points against this team. I just got that good feeling. 123, 125, 124, sometimes they put the clamps down though too, don't they, the Lakers, it's tough to say, their defense has been better of late, you got to admit, their defense has been better, Lonzo Ball has been better and better and better, he's been improving, his numbers have been climbing up, and of course, he's had to, of course, with the loss of LeBron James, more assists, better plays, hit some threes, His three-point percentage still isn't where it needs to be. His field goal percentage, at least it's over 40% now. So he's got a lot of that Jason Kidd in him, where early in Jason Kidd's career, his field goal percentage was horrible, and it gradually improved until he became a pretty good three-point shooter late in his career, in Jason Kidd's case. Of course, you know, everybody's different. You don't want to compare everyone to someone else, this and that. Um, I can't even believe what I'm seeing, though. I mean, Lonzo Ball hardly gets to the free-throw line and 41%. It's... Say, that, say that's a typo. Please tell me that's a typo. 41%. Really? Um. Oh, sorry, Vince. I'll be quiet now. You're going to kill me. But I'm just, I can't believe what I'm looking at there. What the hell? You're a bleeping point guard. You got to make your free throws and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> he attempts one win a game, too. Interesting. Well, I guess because he's passing so much that they can't follow him in time or something. Yeah, and he's actually a hell of a, have a hell of a playmaker, Alonzo Ball. So, yeah, that's going to improve just a little bit. I, I can't even believe that. That's like Pooh Richardson level. In fact, you know, Pooh Richardson was a 50% free throw shooter. They used to drive people nuts here. Um, <clears throat> great player, but Rick, you got to make your free throws. Point made, Minnesota's going to win the game, 125-2. Yeah, I think we're going to have a nice solid win, 125 115, 1, 110. I, I just got a feeling the Wolves are going to play very well in this game on national television. I think we go three and one this week. A little three-game win streak. Get that sugar high back going again, pumping through those arteries after an awful one and two week losing to Dallas and such. I, I just think this team is going to start playing better and better for Ryan Saunders because they want him to get hired. And well, with no LeBron James, I think the Timberwolves need to get the job done against the LA Lakers, and they will at the end of the day. Minnesota three and one this week. Why am I so optimistic? Well, I mean, you got to respond after that stupid Sixers game. Time to grow up, just like the frickin' Lakers responded after the Cleveland game, which could make things quite interesting, but uh, I think they're going to get beat up a bit in the upcoming games here and uh, lose three in a row, Houston, Golden State, and Minnesota, in my humble opinion, but we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully I don't look real stupid a week from now. We'll find out. We'll find out, <laughs> right, right? <laughs> With that said, we'll take a quick break, come back for some fan direction And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number three, Fan Interaction. Let's get her going here. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. want to thank Vince Germano, Lakers Pies Browns, (laughs) at Vinrock44 for retweeting the most recent show. I think that's it this week for the retweets, but I I appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. And those of you that have done it in the past as well, thank you again so much. Derek Rose, wow, as of just uh, not too long ago, a tweet from John Krasinski, has a 500 or uh, 400,000 vote lead on James Harden in the Western Conference. Okay. Uh well, sometimes that's how it is. So, Derek Rose just might start in the All-Star game. How, how crazy is that? I don't think any of us imagine that happening, but it might. There's a real possibility that Derek Rose is going to start the All-Star game. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh Jim Peterson, so that did come on in the last show, yeah, there's some interesting stuff here this was against the Pelicans game that I didn't talk about as much, I kind of saved it for this segment so we could kind of interact a little bit back and forth, which is always very healthy stuff, ah, any type of visitor post, yesterday from oh, there's a couple here, I better uh, yeah, I didn't even talk about, a couple of these things I didn't even talk about which is unfortunate, but it's like when I saw it there, I figured I'd save it and such Ah, boy. A couple things. Man, lots of stuff. Was there any response on the most recent episode? No. So, the Timberwolves all-time leaders in 40-point games. This is after Andrew Wiggins had played the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Andrew Wiggins is second all-time on the team with seven. Kevin Garnett only four, which says a lot because Garnett never had those big scoring games, hardly, it seemed like. It's kind of weird, and it's also crazy to think that Kevin Love is ten, but Andrew Wiggins only three behind Kevin Love for the all-time lead. Carl Anthony Towns tied with Garnett at four, which, again, already tied with Garnett at four. Again, you know, Garnett, great defensive player, but he never had those huge games or he didn't have them very often, we'll say, to be be fair and to be uh, more respectful. I don't mean to be too hard on the guy. (laughs) Sometimes I'm a little bit over the top, I guess. I was talking about the recent timeout here. I was like, I like the I like the timeout by Ryan Saunders. That way there was no turnover in the final seconds with the Pelicans. Yep, when especially when Josh Okogi had the ball, you don't need it. And the Pelicans again folded after that. I thought that uh Ryan Saunders, yep, he's he's gonna be a nice coach. His decision making down the stretch is I think he's I think he's got a future. I think he knows what he's doing. He's not in over his head. The seventy sixer game absolutely was not his fault, I'd have to say. Vince Germano says Again, Vince Romano of the Courtside Podcast says, "I like how the Wolves bounce back after a loss to Doncic and the Mavs. Kobe bounces back with a very solid game after that huge mistake late in the fourth quarter against the Mavericks. I like how Saunders plays Gibson and Saric together. Not sure how often Thibs, let's see, I didn't load here, did that, but I like it even if it takes a little time for Saric to get used to playing with Taj. I also love the fact that Saunders plays his bench. Yep, he actually gives the minutes. Also." Stuff. Stuff, Jimmy Butler. Yep, I couldn't agree more with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep, and we'll talk about those minutes a bit, too. I took a picture of it. I saved it for now. I probably could have talked about it when I was doing the game review. But, no, it's huge. Uh, when you sit down and look at it, I mean, these are things that are a complete con- contrast from Tom Thibodeau. Bench points, 39. Again, this is in the uh, Pelicans game, 110-106 to 106 over the Pelicans. 39-17. to 17. The Timberwolves, 39 bench points. Uh, 39 three-point attempts. Now, 11 of 39 is not a great number, but they attempted 39 threes. So, okay. I mean, you make 20 of them. All right, man. You're really dominating a team. So, in some games, that's going to happen, which is really nice. Uh, the comments by Wayne Hunt, who is the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano and Stu Benz in the Courtside Podcast, highly, highly recommended on iTunes, Podbean, and other uh, other applications that link up to iTunes and such with the RSS feed. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, well, it's been three games, and I hope he is the Brad Stevens that all Wolves fans want him to be. But the countless media coming out and absolutely trashing Coach Tibbs should be ashamed of themselves. He might not do things that everyone else wanted, but he sure got the job done, including building this roster that Ryan Saunders is winning with. Well, Flip Saunders put Wiggins and Towns. Look at ya. Okay, but no, I mean, yeah, Teague and Taj Gibson, of course, I like him. Uh, Tyus Jones was drafted by Flip. Uh, so, yes, yeah, some of them. Some of them. Not everybody, but there's a, there's a number of them. Yeah, let's continue. And again, uh, well, Sarich, yes, he traded for Sarich. And, and unfortunately, Robert Covington's been out this whole time as well. We could have sure used his help against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, but, geez, I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's just leave that alone. Like I said before, I hope it works out for Ryan, but if he gets the gig long-term, the real test will be his first draft and how he fills out the roster. It's the honeymoon part right now. Let's not forget who the owner is. Ryan Saunders isn't the president of basketball, though, so it's not if he fills out the roster, per se, because he he can have say in it, but it's not his final decision. It's going to be someone else now, where Thibbs was the final say of everything regarding basketball and the Minnesota Timberwolves at the time. So, Tene Brown, out of New Zealand, says, gotta be a franchise record for three-point attempts. LOL. Can't wait to get home and catch up on these last few games and the podcast. Thank you so much, Tene. And, yep, I understand. The guy's a very busy person. I am, too. It's a miracle I can get these done (laughs) sometimes. It it is. I'm not even kidding. And, yes, I know you're all happy I work hard. I know it's... (laughs) Well... Yep, a lot of you do work hard, and I respect it. So, just up uh, oh, here we go. So today, some interesting stuff here. We'll come back. Uh, yeah, there is a group of things here. Here we go. Well, Wayne Hunt posts that troll job by Mister uh, Joel Embiid on on uh, Instagram, and ultimately uh, was taken forward with uh, what was this website? Uh, SB Nation. Wait, Hunt says, "Ouch." Well, I guess some guys can't even win graciously anymore. And yes, I have a, I am getting tired of that too. Win graciously for crying all out. He says, "But what do you expect from a team with Jimmy Butler on it?" I have a feeling that Karma and Eagles are going to come back and Philly and kick Phillies in the arse. I do too. I couldn't agree more. Actually, I do too. Um, the the uh, post from Joel Embiid was, "It was an honor to be a part of the third stringers and get a win against real NBA starters." Hashtag the process. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, what a jackass. Uh, oh, yep, and Vince, yep, and I'll come back to the comments there, too. Vince, I forgot to mention this. Yep, Jerry Seasting, he says, with the Wolves' recent hiring of Jerry Seasting as assistant coach, it feels more and more likely that Saunders will be sticking around. I think so, too, at the end of the day. Now, it's going to be... The new president of basketballs, uh, or whatever it will be, vice president of basketball, whatever the position will be called, probably president of basketball. Uh, it's going to be up to them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they'll say yes. Uh, Ryan Saunders is the head coach, and I think he should be. And I like Jerry seasting very much. He was a member of those '80 Celtics, obviously a role player, a backup point guard kind of guy who could hit some shots. Um, and he's a solid assistant coach. I oh yeah, I, I liked him on the flip staff for many years. So definitely uh, a guy. Yep. And I didn't even mention it because I'm so caught up in the games themselves during that first review. And I figured since it's here, I'll just leave it where it is and we'll talk about it now. Um, I like Jerry Shesting and I like the move. And yeah, hopefully that is a sign things are heading in that direction. Tene Brown, yep. I can understand this this side of things too. With uh, from Tane Brown from New Zealand here, obviously a legendary Timberwolves explosion. Uh, friend here he says i'm i'm glad he said this what a pathetic performance from the wolves wayne hunt responds it's true no heart i agree i agree yep i do um i was saying yep i think the sixers will sow what they reap also but yeah i have no idea what was all what it was all about it didn't make any sense uh dan may says i saw i only saw highlights looked like a bunch of men playing against five-year-olds yeah, and I was saying it's the best part for me. is It's another team for me to hate. That's the best part. And that's basically what it turned into. Here we go. Interesting. Posted yesterday. <laughs> this is kind of funny. What the hell? <laughs> that's funny. Today uh, Brown says, Something to laugh at after a pathetic performance against Philadelphia. I'd go to Cats Cats and Roses concert. Yep, so it's a Guns and Roses logo and everything and fonts and all that with... Uh, Cat and Rose. Cat and Rose with all those different uh, looks of the Guns and Roses band images. It's pretty cool. So I I like that. I appreciate you posting that. I apologize for not liking it right away. But uh, that's pretty funny. I like that. (laughs) That's cool. Cats and Roses. Aha! Cats and Roses. (laughs) So then again we get back to what Jim Pete had to say. If it ever loads back up again. I keep bumping stuff. Yep, yep, Uh, Jim Peterson uh, oppressive Thibodeau told assistants not to talk to him. Yep, <clears throat> and we get a few responses here. Wayne Hunt and Vince really go at it for a while. Unfortunately, gets a little bit uh, interesting. Let's get to what they had to say. Wayne Hunt says, "What a load of trash! You'd still be you'd still be waiting to make the playoffs if it wasn't for Thibs." And Vince says, "Shame he helped it. He helped stuff it up, then, isn't it?" And yeah, <laughs> Wayne continues with, "Yeah, good one. They were winning when he was." was fired, dipshit. The only one destroying anything in Minnesota is that moron of an owner, and he's been doing that for years. Vince says, were they? Weren't they under 500? I must be thinking of a number of thibs, dipshit. Wow, so those back and forth. Oh, yeah, I can read it for a little while. I shouldn't read too much because, well, you know, it's go on for a while. He was saying, well, tell that to the absolute spanking they copped last night in Philly. Everyone here is, everyone here acting like Ryan Saunders is Brad Stevens. Get the bleep out of here. He's, here's some truth for you. His dad wasn't a good coach. He was just a player's coach, but he didn't do bleep with his teams. Got handed a championship Detroit squad by Larry Brown and flamed out. Took over an up and coming Wizards team for Eddie Jordan. Lodewood with the top 10 pick and trades it for useless Mike Miller. And don't even get me started about his coaching in Minnesota. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And, you know, people do worship Flip Saunders here like he's, you know, <laughs> yeah, like he's somebody. Uh, I, I appreciate what Flip brought. He brought a more positive element to this team. The first, you know, when he first took over as coach back in 96, 97, he was a better coach than Mr. Blair. Um Ninety five, ninety six. 96, actually. Yeah, it was way back. Uh, he ended up being a more positive influence than uh, any coach we'd had before. It was right time, right place. Absolutely. I do think Flip Saunders knew what he was doing in a lot of ways, And it, but at times, no. I mean, it got stale after a while when the team wasn't getting out of the first round. It was multiple people's fault. Yeah, Flip's, Flip could never get his team over the hump, which was frustrating. Kevin McHale also was strapping the team with horrible contracts. Kevin Garnett's over-friendship over, over friendship with certain players was helping that as well, kind of like LeBron in Cleveland first time around. So it was a lot of people. <clears throat> and yes, Flip was a part of the disappointment the first time around. I thought Flip coming back, though, as the president of basketball was a difference maker in a big way. I think Flip was a way better, and I mean significantly better, president of basketball operations than he was as a coach. A good coach, and I think him passing on some intelligence to Ryan Saunders is helpful. And Ryan Saunders is going to go his own direction because he's his own person. And, um, well, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of mid-range jump shots like you saw with Flip. Uh, So you're going to see a more modern style out of Ryan Saunders. Obviously, it's a completely different generation. Um, Not all of Flip's coaching was bad. It's successful at certain levels at the NBA. Maybe not at the... At the minor league level he was unbelievable so interesting back and forth uh vince was saying how he took minnesota deep in the playoffs and all that and they kind of go back and forth a bit and forth about ryan sonar interesting conversation i encourage you to look at it i shouldn't read it all back and forth that might drive you crazy um vince germano was saying about uh jim pete though the response to jim pete rather than the back and forth conversation was uh couldn't agree more thibbs didn't didn't learn or change anything from his days in Chicago, will probably make the same mistakes if he gets another gig. and I think so, too. So, with that said, I think that uh, Tom DeBoto did not learn from his mistakes, and it was a huge, 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 huge problem. So, no, I mean, I don't disagree with everything Wayne Hunt is saying. It's so... I'm so scared to say stuff in this town, because people get, a, people get so offended by the little things, they attach themselves to certain names, and it's like... It, you can't do that, you know? You can't say anything negative about this guy or that guy. Flip Saunders was not perfect. Flip Saunders, though, was the best, the best president of basketball operations this team ever had. And to ever get somebody better, it's not going to be easy. If we somehow magically get somebody at, at that level, it's going to be unbelievably great. And if Ryan Saunders is successful in this, at the NBA level, it's going to be a wonderful story. It truly is. The hope is it doesn't become the country club again, because losing in the first round, mediocre players, mediocre decision-making, mediocre coaching, just soft, milk toast approach like we had for so long. That got so stale for everybody. Players, fans, media, everything. Uh, Flip's cream to the media was wonderful, though, in this town. Very respectful. And it's like such a stark contrast to Tom Thibodeau, who wouldn't talk to anybody. He wouldn't talk to his mother, pretty much. <laughs> so that was kind of getting to be too much. Thibodeau had his way, Flip had his way, Ryan has his way, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's different, and it's just how it is. And this town gets overly attached to certain people and overly hate, hate hateful slash detached to another person. This town makes up their mind fairly quick, fairly often. I don't think a lot of people here like me very much, honestly, because I'm more of a truth-sayer. I don't have to be all, you know... I'm not, I'm not all lovey-dovey. I'm not... But I do get optimistic. I get happy. I get, <laughs> I get optimistic. Like about Ryan Saunders, I got optimistic when Flip Saunders took over for David Kahn, and extremely optimistic when you got a couple of number one picks into Minnesota finally, and good things started happening. That Andrew Wiggins trade at the time was beyond exciting. You get the bad blood and Kevin Love out, Andrew Wiggins in. He looked like he looked like he had a little bit of Dominique Wilkins in him, in, in the early days, and I think it's still in him. But can he can he can he bring it out for real? At some point in time, I hope so. And Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, was by far the right pick. And Flip was completely infatuated with Jalil Okafor. And Flip, to his credit, changed his mind. He changed his mind. And it was a difference maker. He also brought in Tyus Jones. So, unfortunately, that was the last uh, movie he ever made as a president of basketball for the Timberwolves. So, very, very sad uh, story there. Now, to say, again, to say he was the perfect coach, particularly back in the day, I of course he wasn't. Of course not, because if he was, the Timberwolves would have had more success. It could have used some help from McHale. Uh, Garnett could have, well, <laughs> I don't know. Garnett was, was close to some of the wrong people, unfortunately, and the contracts and all that. His contract was too high, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's contract was too high, though. It wasn't just his. A combination of everybody. This guy was paid way too much to be a backup point guard and sit on the injured list all year. It's like a Troy Hudson. With that said, I could go on for another 15 hours talking about that. So we'll leave that alone. Those are for summer shows, quite frankly, if humanly possible. Those are for the summer shows if I ever do some historical retrospective type of deals. With that said, I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm going to pass out the contact details and all that. Now, of course, the Facebook page, I didn't even mention that facebook.com forward slash uh, Timberwolves Explosion. And of course, a shout out to Flip's Army. I encourage you to join that. In-game threads, Timberwolves News, Timberwolves Conversation. Ignore some of the other posts about Golden State or something. If they just love the Warriors, just just ignore those because yeah, we can we can pass on that, right? Remind them, remind them. I encourage you to remind them this is a Tim Rules page and not a Warriors page. So if you ever get anybody posting about teams like that, just uh yeah, tell them off a little bit for me if you could. <laughs> and I'm just playing mostly. Uh that's also the call phone lines the call the call-in phone line, so to speak, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. Treat it the same way. It goes through Facebook Messenger, so it's free no matter where you're from, as long as there's some type of internet slash data connection to that. The one I always encourage the most, though, is the audio submission route. Use the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Treat it like a phone call. Simply press record. Start talking. Stop, save it and email it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo dot com. And I will then convert it into an MP3 file so I can get it on here in the uh editing software called Audacity. <laughs> Thanks to Zumzar.com or Converto.com for providing that free service as long as the file isn't too big, which it's not going to be that big. You know, even a podcast I could probably just about do without it paying anything. Just about, not quite. podcast a little bit tiny bit too big. But, uh, no, it's a wonderful service. Thanks again for that. I want to encourage any of you out there that haven't yet to please write a positive uh, review on iTunes if you want to help the show out. Oh, boy. Apologize if I seem a bit disoriented on occasion. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Things have been pretty crazy of late, so, again, I apologize. And, of course, it seemed like forever I haven't been feeling my best and lack of sunlight. Oh, yeah, lack of sunlight still going on this time of year, so that's how that goes. Uh, God bless all of you, though. Hopefully the Timberwolves do indeed go 3-1 and and head in the right direction. That would be pretty damn cool. And then maybe Ryan Saunders can start showing what he really can do.